Aaron, what's going on today? Uh, who, who's this? Oh my goodness. It's, it's our Lisa Canning. <laughs> it's our good friend Lisa. This is so cool. We have a special guest here today. She's sitting in the middle. She's wearing pink. And we're going to be talking a lot about money mindsets and Catholics. We've got the wealth without guilt woman here, the possibility mom. And uh, this is just a great conversation. So if you've got any thoughts about money uh, and being Catholic and creating value and being entrepreneurial, do not miss this one. Come on into the podcast. Hey folks, welcome to the Catholic Coaching Podcast. My name is Matt. And I am Erin. We are the Ingolds, the founders of Metanoia Catholic, where we aim to make mindset coaching authentically Catholic and practical. We just love to take all of these tools and techniques and share them with you on this podcast. We also train and coach other Catholic coaches. Come on into the podcast. Hey, welcome. welcome. Who's this pretty in pink? Uh, I don't have, know where to go. Aaron, we have Lisa Canning, the infamous Lisa Canning. Infamous? Yes. I guess you could say that. On our podcast. Um, the possibility she's mom. one of our dearest friends, too. And so we're going to have a lot of fun today. But we're going to be talking about your coaching experience, kind of the conversion of you moving your secular coaching into Catholic coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, your programs, all the stuff that the Lord's doing in your life. And yeah, just like have a casual conversation. We can't wait for you to drop some wisdom on our listeners. And guys, if you are just listening to this podcast, go to YouTube because you can see beautiful Lisa. Mm -hmm. She's wearing a crown. (laughs) It looks like I'm full on wearing a crown. She's wearing a crown. Yes. Yes. Uh Yes. Um, But also you can just enjoy and feel like you're in in this in this is really fun. I mean, that it is, Lisa designed for yes, us. Yes, I did. You guys, really you don't know, fun. like Lisa actually designed the space, <laughs> and it was when we went home to visit our family up in New York for about a week, and and uh, I kind of connived with you a little bit. It was really fun, and it was amazing. The uh, you you filmed the whole unveiling experience. I Aaron was surprised in that yes. corner, yes. like mm-hmm. in that corner for way longer than I care to admit how long <laughs> I hid for. And I had a tracker. I think I put. Your location. I'm going to move the mic right there. I had that's a, what I do. Um, yeah, I, I think I, I made you share your location with me. So yes. I like hid in my little corner thinking, oh, it's only going to be like five minutes. And then I just kept staring at the tracker. <laughs> I was like, this is a we really waited for that airport shuttle long for a while. <laughs> time. Anyway, but yes, yes. It, was a, it was a joy to, to well, do Well, it's because I got space. the flat tire. We got back yes. and there was literally, I had to change a tire. Which I felt very manly. Yes. Done with oh he did it beautifully. It was Anyway, wonderful. it is so fun to do life with you guys and now do a podcast sitting here. Yay. Yes. Very In this beautiful, this beautiful, beautiful office that you created. Lisa, right. one of the things that you say mm-hmm. a lot, mm-hmm. I'm going to jump in here and go off your notes. One of the things that you say a lot, which can be kind of triggering for a Catholic to hear is, I love money. Mm. And I kind of like... You know, immediately that my head goes to the love of money is the root of all evil. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like, how can Let's you say, say you. that? <laughs> like, I think for people, because really where you focus is on helping people to, to create wealth mm-hmm. and do it in a way you've got your course wealth without guilt, mm-hmm. in fact. Uh, but you really want to equip families to be able to build other income sources so they can spend more time in the home. Like, tell me, like, justify for me. Like, how can you love money, money and still be a good a good Catholic. Well, let me let me answer that by 
telling you a little bit of a story. So I, I started my career on HGTV. I had this mm -hmm. fun opportunity to uh, design on television. And that's what launched an interior design career. And it was an interesting experience because I knew very little about interior design and very little about running a business. So I kind of fell on my face many times. But as I was growing my business, both in front of the camera and behind the camera, I was also having a bunch of children. And so people, it got to an inflection point where women especially were in these like big, very busy careers. So I attracted a lot of lawyers, a lot of doctors, mm -hmm. and they would stop me mid design consultation and they would be like, please stop talking about paint. I need to understand how you live your life because you've got all these kids at home and mm. yet you're here and you're like happy and you're wearing lipstick and you're not looking totally exhausted. And so I kind of realized there was something to how I was living my life and I wasn't really, you know, what is that? Mm -hmm. um, and that's where my book, The Possibility Mom came from. And I started transitioning to life coaching. In the beginning, I coached anybody and everybody. And I didn't really care like meaning mm -hmm. I just was like no I can help everybody my book was written for the masses so to speak um my catholic faith was always very much on display in my life and my marketing but I was very happy with coaching anybody but I, I kind of felt like something was missing mm. and this missing is how you and I ended up getting connected I was seeking my own coaching I was really attracted that you had had your coaching through life coach school mm -hmm. and then here we are now where I discovered that there is a fundamental difference when you are coaching from a understanding of the Catholic anthropology. There's certain things that you kind of can't not like take into account. You can't not include. Mm. So where this has come with money is I started coaching so many women who wanted to unite their families more at home. Mm. So meaning their husband was in a job that potentially they didn't really like, mm -hmm. or um, there wasn't a lot of balance in the family because mm -hmm. maybe she was working something that was very busy. They needed more money, but couldn't find a, another way, especially another way where the mom wouldn't be pulled out of the house. And so that is where my drive to help families particularly. I feel very called to work with Catholic moms. I do coach men um, as well, but I feel very called to catch, uh, coach Catholic moms. It, and it's really about keeping families together at home. So mm. for me, I see wealth as simply just a reality, like mm. meaning it is just simply we need money to survive. We need yes. money to pay our mortgages. We need money to buy groceries. And when that stress of money is a constant presence in a mm -hmm. family, mm -hmm. I believe that is very detrimental mm -hmm. just in general. 100%. Cortisol yes. in your body when you are worried about money. Yeah. It, it just is a reality. Like it's, it's not something you can kind of uh, uh, not take into account. And yeah, so and mindset only goes so far with that too. I mm -hmm. mean, like there's a practical reality here and I think the scripture that comes to mind, it's like if you encounter the person on the street and you say, hey, be well and everything, but you don't do anything to actually care for their needs. You don't get them some food. You don't clothe mm -hmm. them. Then like really what's the merit in that at that point? So there is... Uh, there is on this side of heaven some some real bodily needs, and that's part of being human. So when I say I love money, I I simply mean I love what you can do with money. Yes. I love that money allows mm. you to send your children to school. a Catholic school of choice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I love that money allows you to create things that bring value to others. I love that money allows people to be hospitable, to open their homes, to create value for others in different ways. Yes. And I love that money allows you to support causes that you believe in. Mm. Further things that you care about. Yeah, I, 
I was just thinking about this the other day, actually, because in our academy, we're talking about time mm. this month and all the drama, the mind drama that comes around time. Yeah, There's I think never enough time. Your calendar program yep. that you have. And, and I was thinking out of all the resources, time is a thing we can't get back. Mm-hmm. And it's, it sounds like to me, you're like by taking the energy that might be going to that drain that might be going to let's make money, let's create money, let's, or you, right. Or the worry around it. Mm-hmm. Um, you're kind of giving other people back this time mm. in this sense. And here's what, what I was thinking the other day. I was like, how many people out there would say, I am happy to give money to buy more time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like 100%. I would say most people would say, yes, I would have, I'd be happy to. So in, in a sense, you're kind of distributing this wealth of resources when if we say wealth of resources, not always money, sometimes time, sometimes energy, sometimes just focus, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it would be it would be kind of you're distributing, you're helping your clients distribute this wealth. I think evenly across the board. You know, I think it's just interesting what you said there about um, the stress that it can have on a family, and that that stress can be a waste of time. I don't remember if that's exactly what you said, but like. That is a reality. And that's something mm-hmm. you really helped me in. Mm-hmm. So when I came to you for coaching, I definitely had this, a few really sticky, I still have them if I'm being really honest, but <laughs> like fixed mindset around the pursuit of money, that it's always hard, that it's mm-hmm. going to be very challenging, that you have to work really hard for money. These were things that I was still really, really struggling with. I still struggle with them. Um, but you helped save me time. Mm. I probably could have figured that out on my own, but it would have taken a really long time. Mm. <laughs> And I just like, the other thing that I think is interesting is the way we think about time and money, I think are very related. Oh, completely. So similar. I mean, I'm a mom of nine. I understand the scarcity of time. Like, Mm -hmm. like the scarcity on money is, I think, from a very similar space Mm -hmm. um, when Mm -hmm. we're talking about these things. So, Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, so the name of your program is called Wealth Without Guilt. That's right. Why did you choose that name mm. for Catholic moms? My observation of, of not just Catholic moms, but specifically of Catholic moms mm-hmm. is that there's a lot of guilt around making money mm. because maybe money is going to lead me to a lack of holiness mm. or maybe money is going to lead me to things that are not going to help me grow in virtue or just simply money is bad. <laughs> that yes. there's, and, mm-hmm. and I think we all have to examine our money story i've heard it described as right Mm -hmm. like you we all grow up with parents who might give us some kind of parameter or framework around money Mm -hmm. and it's not right or wrong it's just what you grew up with but then when you become an adult you get to decide Mm -hmm. what you make money mean for yourself right this is like anything like parenting like how you rent a house how you what you do for a living like we have all of these messages that just, again, by no, it's nobody's fault. Nobody's fault. Mm-hmm. But you have of these messages that get very deeply ingrained and make pathways in your brain. Mm-hmm. Yes. But then you get to decide eventually, which is so fun, what you make all of these things mean about you. Mm-hmm. So Wealth Without Guilt was really in response to coaching a lot of women who were feeling bad about pursuing money. And I really just like, if you are listening to this podcast and you struggle with feeling like the pursuit of wealth will somehow make you less holy, Mm. I would love to encourage everyone to just look at the saints and how entrepreneurial 
So many saints had to be. Mm -hmm. Saints who started hospitals, who started schools, who created frameworks. I think of Elizabeth Ann Seton, who created the parochial school system, like Mm -hmm. schools that are attached to a parish. Yep. That was like very entrepreneurial, having Mm -hmm. to think Mm -hmm. outside the box of how people operated in the past. Mm -hmm. Why would we conclude that making money will lead to a lack of virtue? Now, Mm. can it? Absolutely. Of course mm-hmm. it can. Yeah, yeah. As an end of itself. Sure. Of course. Like anything. Yeah. I right. can I can become obsessed with pleasure. You know, anything. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think of St. John of the Cross. Are you guys familiar with the mountains? This book? St. John of the Cross. Like he the has Ascent this, of Mount Carmel? I don't know if they call it Mount Carmel, but basically. Well, that's his big book. Is the Ascent. It's, oh, okay. it's, it's super practical in so terms he of has the spiritual this life. beautiful yeah. i just invite everybody to google it like mm-hmm. saint john of the cross mountain and you will find it it's usually in italian but you can find it in english as well oh the picture the picture yes and he talks about how there's mm. the the goods of heaven is a mountain that we can climb if i'm not mistaken like it's glory and wealth are like the top ones and then i forget the other ones and then there's the goods of earth that we can try to mm-hmm. acquire which is like knowledge i even think health he has on that mm. one but the mountain he wants us to climb is the nothing mountain. <laughs> mm. It's like literally where like nothing that it's you such acquire. such a melancholy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so fascinating. <laughs> nothing that you acquire here on earth is going to bring you to that glory. We think that the acquisition of wealth maybe can provide us that security, mm-hmm. that whatever. Um, but true security, that true destination is mm. in this climb of nothing. So again, to me... I just invite you, I would invite anybody who struggles with thinking that money is going to lead you to a lack of virtue is like anything can lead you to a lack of virtue. Of course. Some, something I, I, I could say, share from my own experience, and it, we brought it up on when John Cannon was on from Send Ventures, uh, was, was how in, in the beginning I would pursue goals and I would have, like I'd put my exercise three in our journal, like I'd put a money goal in there mm-hmm. and I would have thoughts about it and I would know that there was... Uh, wrapped up in that, there was a, a little bit of idolization of this money. Like somehow when I get this money, then I have permission to feel safe or provided mm. for. But what I've, what I've found is, is just being able to present that and say, this is me. You know, I'm not going to judge myself for having this. And Lord, I'm just going to say, this is me. And I know that this is, mm. that, that I'm seeing, I'm making a God out of this and I can't stop myself. I turn this over to you. And what eventually happened is the Lord started to reveal all the profound ways that he was providing for me, such that if looking at it today, I look at some of the investments that we're making to grow Mm. Metanoia Catholic based on kind of where the finances are. And praise the Lord, he's providing for us. And like, it is kind of a lamp unto our, there's a lot of stepping out in faith that two years ago, three years ago, I would not have felt comfortable doing. Mm -hmm. But now with that detachment, I've found that there's, there's been a, kind of a lessening of that idolization. I still have it. Yeah. Not perfect there, but there's been certainly a lessening where it's like, okay, I must decrease, he must increase. Mm-hmm. And there's a great confidence that comes forth with that to be able to create value and contribute to this this economy of the kingdom of heaven in that mm-hmm. capacity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I want to mention something because I think this this I think we need to talk about it. You said something Matt earlier the root, uh, the love of money is the root of all evil. Yes. And I so always, I always bring, whenever I'm t- talking to coaches about money, I always bring this up because that's, that's a line that every, that sticks in everybody's head. Mm-hmm. And then, but uh, what a lot of people don't know is a couple lines later in first Timothy, it says what to do with wealth. Mm-hmm. 
if you have wealth, here's what you do with it. And I want to mention this because I've always admired you, Lisa, mm. for your abundance and your desire for generosity. Mm. Like almost being that, uh, what would you, the picture that comes to mind is um, a funnel. Like it's like you, I know you're like a business coach, so it's like <laughs> not, not a business funnel, but like an actual funnel, like you're opening up to God's abundance and you're dispersing it out, which I think is is kind of a picture of what detachment looks like, mm, mm-hmm. you know, in, in you see this, the good, seeing the good and saying, Oh, the Lord might be giving me this good in abundance of this good so that I can distribute this. Mm. Yeah. And right? there's a well, difference between detachment and indifference. We were talking about this in yes. Catholic coaching foundations, like indifference, there's an apathy towards whatever object you're looking at. There's an emotional kind of, dismissal uh, dismissal of it mm-hmm. but you you don't recognize the good that of the object you're looking at where detachment can see the good for what it is but knows kind of where it falls in the hierarchy of goods and says i can see the good here but lord i still prefer whatever brings about your greatest glory mm. and Amen. so with that kind of mindset you could look at the good of wealth and you could say i can see that this is good but lord if it's your desire for me to be wealthy i will use that for your greater glory, if it's your desire for me to be in in poverty, then I, I, I know that that can be used for your greatest glory, and that's mm-hmm. what I desire more than the good of the wealth. It was, it was interesting talking about poverty. Um, a friend of mine was over, and I was kind of complaining, if I'm being really honest. But Never. I was like, <laughs> I can't get through to this client. Like, I don't know what, what I'm just, but I'm not getting through to her. Like, no matter what I say, she's not taking action. And it was so interesting because he's a, um, he's a theology and philosophy professor. So Mm -hmm. this is where his brain goes automatically. And he was just like, what if she's meant to be poor? Mm. And it was so fascinating because I was like, nope. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, nope, that's unacceptable. However, Mm -hmm. I do think it's worth bringing up in this conversation because this is where discernment is just paramount. Yes. And it has to be hand in hand mm-hmm. with the pursuit of wealth. Like we have to have like even more so this like absolute docility to mm-hmm. Lord. Like what is it you're asking of me mm-hmm. in this very moment? Like less of me and more of you. Yeah. I, I, I think I can't, I can't, I feel like I got it from you guys. I don't know who, where, who, um, brought this to my attention, but I believe it's St. Mother Teresa who Mm -hmm. said, when people meet me, I hope I am the least person they meet, Mm. meaning they meet Jesus. I'm totally butchering that quote, but Mm. I I love that so much. Um, The other thing that I think is very helpful and just very practical, my spiritual director shares with me is, do you always want to run to confession? Mm -hmm. Like Mm. if that is sort of, constant in your brain like I just I need to go like like Mm -hmm. not in an obsessive way not in a scrupulous way but if you're constantly assessing you know where you are at yeah he was like that is very helpful so it is so paramount this discernment piece is it's very important Mm -hmm. I think because you help so many entrepreneurs and Mm -hmm. I think sorry I'm my voice is coming that was very cute I'm like I know (laughs) um prepubescent teenage (laughs) Seriously, seriously. Um, but you do help so many entrepreneurs on this stuff. And and Matt and I have spoken about this. I don't know if we've, spoke, if we've talked about this in the podcast that much, but definitely in our trainings. Mm-hmm. Um, how 
essential it is to just cling to Jesus as you're growing your business. Mm. Like you were talking about discernment and like, I feel like because of the responsibility that we've been given and because of God's generosity to us and because of, of this thing that he's given to us to steward. And I think a lot of people can think about this with parenting and mm -hmm. everything. Obviously we have one child, you have, a lot, a lot more, so many than one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but I think we could apply it to either side of this with the entrepreneurial or parenting, but because he's given us so much, it does challenge us to just cling to him so much more. Like mm -hmm. just asking him every step of the way, Lord, what, what is this? What, mm -hmm. where are we going? You'd be the lamp unto my feet. I think mm -hmm. that entrepreneurship provides such an, a unique space for growth and virtue yes and I hosted a summit earlier this year where one of the guests father Nathan he runs an institute called the St. John Institute and mm -hmm. he was like what if real success in business is holiness oh amen and it's interesting because I heard that and on the interview I was like yeah you know like I was a little bit like yeah but but what if real success in business is holiness what if you can have a goal mm, to make a mm -hmm. million dollars yeah but you are so detached from the outcome and you are so just to your point about trusting in the Lord mm -hmm. you are so attached to the Lord instead that that is your metric of success and the ironic thing everyone about this all is detachment like secular coaches mm-hmm will tell you detachment from the outcome is the most important thing. Yeah. So as Catholics, we have like the upper hand in this space because attachment to the Lord, like clinging to the mm -hmm. cross, like consoling, like just like putting yourself in the heart of Jesus. Like we're like experts at it. Detachment, so let yeah. us just Should be, be. detached. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Working I, on the, it. The, 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 the positivity. <laughs> the positivity is coming out. That's, that's a good shit. Yeah. Very, very optimistic. <laughs> but my point is, is again, I really like to look at what does the secular business world say? Yeah. And so much, not all, obviously, not all, but a lot of what a secular business coach will coach you in mm -hmm. is very, very, very evident and real in our Catholic anthropology. They're, mm -hmm. they're using very different words. And of course, sometimes the, their nature of it is not the same, obviously. Mm -hmm. But like this detachment from the outcome that a business coach will share with you mm -hmm. is so important. What happens when we're detached from the outcome? We don't worry as much. Yes. You might not be worried if you fail. We create more. Mm -hmm. You 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 mm -hmm. go after it and you're not so, you know, pressured or, yep. you know. Hesitant. This mm. is something I admire yeah. about you guys too. My observation, and I'm sure like behind, you know, like. You have my ear. With that <laughs> preface, you have my. Go on. That's his love language. I'm sure you have moments of doubt and frustration as well as, you know, you're, you're married and in business together. Mm -hmm. But what I admire about you guys is you move forward. Mm. a lot you move ideas forward mm -hmm. and you know again I, I i i i'm not i don't we have an amazing team uh -huh. we yeah. were talking about it last night just you know five five full-time people now praise the lord but like what what the the lord has there's a unitive spirit that's there and everybody is really operating in an area of talent mm -hmm. that's there and so it's hard to fail mm. honestly uh because I don't know, like they're all in their strengths, living in, yeah. our, living in our gifts. But, but here's the thing that I think is just very important because somebody could think I'm not going to hire because I could fail at paying them. Yeah. I could fail at leading them. Mm -hmm. I could fail at X, Y, Z. But you guys have moved forward. 
Mm. A lot. Mm -hmm. And it's just a very important thing to note. This detachment from the outcome is paramount. It makes me think of, there's a quote, and I'm going to butcher this too. So we are in We the, are both really good at butchering, butchering good. quotes. <laughs> but, but trying to get the principle across. So there is a quote by Fulton Sheen. Um, and it's what the, what, what the church has dropped, the world has picked up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you do see that in, in the business world. And now, obviously we could say, okay, but their end is very different from becoming a saint. Obviously. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like our end is seeing God face to face, the beatific mm -hmm. vision and their end might be like making a million dollars or whatever, you know? But that doesn't mean that you can't make a million dollars on your way to sanctity. Mm -hmm. In fact, that's actually what we're saying is like it requires a tremendous amount of virtue and a tremendous amount of clinging to Jesus. But I would say that there's also additional things here where it, it, re it requires generosity of heart, which is actually where that first mm -hmm. Timothy, that little segment goes to like what to do with wealth. I recommend everybody go and read that line. I don't know what it is. It's first Timothy something. <laughs> I think it's first Timothy 17. Okay. And it's very quick. It's very, it's like one or two, couple of verses after uh, the one we were You're talking so Catholic. About. Yes. I'm <laughs> so, I'm showing my Catholic, my Catholic colors <laughs> here. I don't know Somewhere how to quote scripture. There. I don't know. Heard but it once from the pulpit. I, okay. First Timothy talking about the root of all evil is love and money. And then like almost immediately after it talks about what to do with wealth. And it's mm -hmm. like, be abundant, be generous, like don't cling to it. But it also says, and set aside money for the future. Mm -hmm. Like it actually is like, be secure with your finances. I mean, it's a fascinating scripture. Mm -hmm. So anyway, but yeah, and, going and off. It's, it's investing too. And like, mm -hmm. even when I hear set aside money for the future, in order for you to do that and not be, uh, and, and be okay with that, you need to have hope. And hope is like this, it's that belief that there's something better in the future. The future is something worth investing in which is the opposite of consumerism. That's really where our church Amen. is. It's in a very consumeristic culture. Arguably, this is a consequence of clericalism where it's like, okay, the priest is going to take care of everything. And I, I, there's nothing I have to contribute. Then I'll just show up. And so mm -hmm. people aren't discovering Or every church event should gifts. be free. Right. Like, or, yeah. <laughs> the like, gospel is free. Yes, but this we is, agree with that. But church events... I think people should pay. <laughs> uh, so when, when we're saying entrepreneurs, right? An entrepreneur is literally somebody who builds a business. There's solopreneurs, you do it by yourself. Entrepreneurs, you have other people that are with you in it. But but you are building an actual business. to be. But and not everybody's called to do that, mm -hmm. but everybody's called to be entrepreneurial, mm -hmm. right? In the sense that you have a unique value to give yep. that is for you to discern. It's tied to your unique identity. We call that personal vocation. And living out that unique call to sanctity, which is the missionary thrust of your personal vocation, that is where you are creating value. Sometimes you get paid for it mm -hmm. and you can start a business around it and that's God's will. Like, go for it, right? But sometimes it's just, it's there to contribute value to the kingdom. And But either way, it's building up. If you're living in your unique call to sanctity and your personal vocation, you are building up treasure in heaven. Lisa, I want to shift gears because yeah. we yes. could talk about money forever. And maybe we'll just have you back. You should. Yes. When you come back to us. <laughs> so Lisa's going through a very large life transition. Yeah. So we ask for prayers for her and her family. Moving back to Canada. 
Um, you're, you're, ha- I'm happy for you to speak about that. How much are you going to miss me, Erin Engel? Oh my gosh. Like how much? I've been totally in denial. We were talking about it. I know you bit. have. I know you for have. That's why we haven't been talking to you. <laughs> we literally, like I'm like, close. I'm like, it's just, no. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to realize it until after you're gone. And then I'm going to be like, come back. It's going to be fine. The charcuterie um, boards are so I, amazing. Oh my gosh. The most amazing charcuterie boards. Anyway, so <laughs> I am going to ask you something else. And this is in the coaching sphere. Okay. What now you kind of recently and it was kind of like a public thing. You recently moved your coaching from secular Mm -hmm. because you were saying you were coaching everyone Mm -hmm. to Catholic. What Mm -hmm. was that like? What were your what was your thought process before you were doing that? And then how did that shift? Yeah. Why was that a good business decision, too? Yeah. Oh, there's so many ways I could answer this question. First of all, I, I felt something was off. I, I couldn't articulate it at the time, mm. but I did feel like there were some clients I could show up fully as myself. Mm. And there were other clients where I had to kind of like edit. And when I launched my high level coaching experience for the very first time, so I was asking people to pay me 1997 mm-hmm. for eight weeks of coaching. I want to say 95% of the people who signed up were really Catholic, like, mm. like super Catholic. Hmm. like multiple children Catholic, like really, really devout. And I just was like, that's an interesting observation. Mm -hmm. But at the time I was not coaching, like I was not marketing myself as a Catholic coach. I just was open about my life online, certainly, but I wasn't calling myself a Catholic coach. So I went back to all these people and I said, what part of me being Catholic was the reason you wanted to coach with me? And every single one of them said it was the reason. Huh. And so I was like, what does that mean? And they were like, you know, the shared values. I know you're going to give me advice that's in line with my values, Mm. et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. I know you care about family, like some of the practical things. Like I know you care about your vocation as a mother Mm -hmm. and as a wife, da, da, da. So to answer your question, I kind of felt something innately just like was I couldn't really be myself with every single one of my clients. Mm -hmm. My clients were giving me feedback that the Catholicism aspect was really important And then I did have the thought that this was going to impact my business in a negative way. I had a big fat fear that calling myself a Catholic coach would somehow limit the pool, of course, because now I'm like really niching. Yep. But in fact, the opposite happened. And it was interesting because I remember having a thought back then, like you're giving them more of what they want. Hmm. And I had a lot of thoughts about that, (laughs) but I was like, I think this is accurate. Like, this is Mm -hmm. what my specific people want. Mm -hmm. So why would I not give them more of what they want? And then I made a whole bunch of money. Like, just to be very (laughs) frank, like, it really, I think, just clarified for people, oh, Lisa Canning, right, she's a Catholic coach. Yeah. And, And it really, it started people making recommendations and referrals, business in a Catholic context. There's not that, there's a few of us who are speaking very authentically Catholic and business, but at time of this recording, there's not that many. No. And mm-hmm. so it became a very strategic business move mm-hmm. in that way. And then what happened after? Like, like, was there a shift after or were you like, like, what was the emotional response after you made the shift? I, I remember talking to you through this. <laughs> I feel fully alive. Mm. Like if I'm just to sort of succinctly give you one sentence to describe it. I feel like I am living fully alive. 
there is a very, I mean, I can feel it right now in like my body. Like there's a very powerful thing that happens mm. when you are walking with someone. Well, there's two powerful things that happens. Number one, there's a powerful thing that happens when you're walking with someone and you're journeying with them, getting closer to Jesus mm-hmm. and trusting the Lord and detachment in all things in their life. That's just very powerful to observe and hold their hand in. But there's something very powerful that happens when you make yourself docile Hmm. to the Holy Spirit. I struggle with control (laughs) pretty much every single minute of my life. Control enthusiast. Even even (laughs) sitting right here, I'm like, is the microphone actually in the right position like i, I like I, i've been thinking I, of that so many like my feet under the table every time you turn away my foot is i've just noticed it was going <laughs> kind of trying to will your lips back to the microphone because i know brian's going to be like like we can't even use this thing laces all over the place brian i <laughs> love you set it up on stereo oh my gosh anyway but the, my the two clerics <laughs> over here i'm like should i sit in between you two my goodness so i struggle so much i struggle so much with this is me talking directly into the microphone i struggle oh, so man. much Just with back control. off when you laugh thank you sorry <laughs> i can i can, I can. blow out people's eardrums <laughs> i struggle so much with control Mm. nothing has quite nine children included you mm-hmm. know i've got nine children on earth i've got one in heaven even my loss of a child mm. like not that i'm trying to rank it or anything but i just shared my personal experience like just business has broken me in a way but in a really good way mm. like broken me from my need of control mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i remember And I would love to watch it again. It was one of my first interactions in your coach. Like it was the, I was the second group of Purgative Way, if I'm not mistaken. So like what what you now have as your coach training. I'm pretty sure I was, I was the second group, right? Mm -hmm. And I remember I brought to a group coaching experience. I can't remember the exact circumstance I brought you, but it was just like my thoughts about business. Mm -hmm. And at the time I was very rigid in no, no, no. You just have to follow this p- plan. Mm-hmm. You kind of create a funnel and then you just optimize the funnel and you follow this very specific plan and that's how you make a million dollars. And you really challenged me. Mm. Uh, do you remember this call? Kind of. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I remember that call like and how broken I felt after it, mm. but also how this is the pathway. Mm. Like, I can choose to remain very rigid and want to control it and be very like, no, 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 no. I'm only doing this Mm. and I'm just going to do it until it doesn't work. And I'd been doing it that way for a really long time. Right. Yeah. Um, but it, it like that coaching call was very pivotal for me Hmm. to think, what if there is another way the Lord is inviting you to view business in general? Hmm. And again, your choleric nature, like what do we need to grow in? What other virtues do we need to grow in <laughs> um, in order for you to perhaps again, just like listen to the Lord and be more docile? Mm. So that's what I, I, I don't really remember my point I was trying to make here, except that mm. just uh, I, I, nothing has helped me grow in virtue like my business has and this sort of like detachment from control. 
No, I think that's like awesome. Like everything that you, I, I forgot what the question was too. Oh, we talked about moving from secular to mm. Catholic coaching and like even just that pivot, what you were saying was that surrender of your business mm -hmm. to the Lord. So it's not just, this is my new niche. Yay. You know, right. And it allowed people to find you probably easier. You know, and, I, and I just want to make this point now because I think it is a common challenge that I'm observing today. There are many people, not that I was like the leader in this by any means, but I'm noticing a lot of people who are saying now I'm, I'm Catholic too. Like it's like mm -hmm. this, like, mm -hmm. and, and going through a very similar thing where they're like, no, no one's going to want this because Catholic is way too narrow of a niche yep. and yada, yada. And I'm observing people in my community and other communities in your mm -hmm. community like, what, too. 1.3 billion of I know. us on the planet. Like, come Seriously. on. And, and you, Anyway, that's a whole other thing. But I'm observing that there is this, I don't know what you want to call it, awakening, I guess, or just mm -hmm. like there are a bunch of people where this is happening, mm -hmm. where they're saying, I want the freedom mm. to be 100% myself. I don't want to kind of have to sift through what is woo-woo and what is not. Yeah. And I just want to be myself and serve Catholics. And then one other quick point, I can, okay. I can hear yeah. your yeah. building, build his anticipation. building the Go Catholic ahead. economy is Ooh. something I am now on a mission. Like just this whole, okay, because again, in the world that we're in currently at time of recording, there are Catholic doctors who cannot be themselves. Practice. They can't, mm -hmm. half of them can't even practice now. So yeah. it's yeah. going to require yes. other Catholics who will be willing to pay them money. That's right. To keep them in business. Mm -hmm. This whole concept of the Catholic economy is something mm -hmm. I'm just very passionate about. And the more of us that say, like, okay, do we need Catholics in the secular world? A hundred percent. But the more of us that say and put our flag in the sand, so to speak, I am Catholic. This is what you're going to get as a mm -hmm. result of paying me money. Mm -hmm. I just believe the more of us that do that and claim it and own it. And yes, we need to be in the secular world. Do not misunderstand me. But I just think the more that we do that, the more we build this Catholic economy and the more we can all grow. Yeah. I, That's one amazing. Of, and, and why I think I think the the focus internally is is important. Right. When I say internally, it's just like evangelizing to the Catholics that are already like identify as Catholic. Mm -hmm. Um why I think that's important is because right now we're inviting people into a church that's not a very warm church, mm. arguably. It's a church that is still kind of has that consumerist mindset. And I remember we had Father Bill Hansen on the podcast a couple of, uh, almost a year ago. And uh, he's, he talked about this big Catholics Come Home campaign that they did in the, what, the 90s or the 80s or mm -hmm. something like that. They spent millions of dollars on these ad campaigns and commercials. And there was a, a, a bishop in Long Island that tells a story about getting this note. And the note was from a man that responded to the campaign. He said, I'm writing to let you know that I'm officially leaving the Catholic Church oh, for no. the second time. <gasps> and the reason why is because I came back and I returned and it was the same exact church oh. that, that I did not want to be a part of anymore. And so I think to myself, like, if we, we can do all of this work to try to get people into the pews, but folks, right now, like, the churches are hem hemorrhaging. People are leaving the yeah, pews. Yeah, we're not keeping them. Because then. there's something that's not compelling that's here. And I'd argue that there's a consumerist mentality that's mm -hmm. part of it, right? And when you say that, what do you mean? When a consumerist is like, I expect somebody to give me something, but I, I, I don't trust the gift that I have to offer, okay? So mm. when we're not living in self-gift, we're not living fully human. It. It's an immature place. And it's, it's kind of, it's, there's a failure to launch. There's an in, there's a There's a spiritual immaturity that's there. And so there's a, 
we're, our church is full of spiritually immature people. And what I mean by that mm-hmm. is they don't understand their God-given gifts, mm. that they, the talents, they're burying their talents in the yes. sand because they don't recognize them. But what I think coaching is doing in, t- in, the, in the Catholic space is it's actually helping people to unearth, mm. they, dig, dig those talents out of the sand and bring them to the marketplace where they can be traded and they can be actually like contributed. They can, they can show up as gift and as mm. contribution. And when you do that, suddenly now, like we've been talking, like the, the business has been a, a vehicle for growing in virtue. Why? Because it's no longer discipline for discipline's sake. There's something, there's an object that, of desire that's in front of you that is worth the sacrifice that comes with moving from vice to virtue. And, and I think that it's, there, virtue is a natural consequence when you are co-creating with God and you're following God's will for your life. That's mm-hmm. a very important thing. And that's where discernment is a very important uh, part of this process. But that's, I, I think that there, is, there certainly is uh, uh, kind of an internal re-evangelization that needs to happen where we get people to start using their gifts so that when people come from the outside in, they can find a church that's actually living in their gifts, living in the virtue of their strengths, making contributions, mm-hmm. actively going out and building up, building up the kingdom versus one that's a welfare state. Amen. Man. Them fighting words, mm. Matthew Engel. Amen. Can I share with you a vision Please. that I don't think I've, I don't know if I've shared this with you guys before. Ooh, debut. I have a dream. Ooh, I like how these start. <laughs> of having. At, four little children. Uh, what? Oh, you're Canadian. That's how the famous Martin Luther King No, I obviously start. know that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry, Brian, sorry. Okay. Tell so, me about your dream. I have a dream. Uh, of being able to come back here to Florida at a beautiful, you know, beachside resort with a table of millionaire Catholic moms. And I'm hosting an event where we are around a gorgeous table with amazing food. We can hear the ocean in the background. The sun is on our faces. We're talking about ways that we are growing our businesses and supporting each other in business. And then we all turn around and we're on our knees before the Lord in a monstrance. Like, mm. and you could like hear the ocean in the background and like that kind of pivot. Like, yes. it's like you can talk about building wealth, but then you can be on your knees. This is what it's for. Praising the Lord. Mm-hmm. That, that sort of one in the sameness almost like, that's yeah. what I mean. It's like, I picture it like literally a pivot. Like we literally turn around. Mm. Like, and I guess I think the thing I fight for really is why do they have to be oppositional? Separate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. why can you not live a life of incredible virtue, of incredible growth, mm-hmm. of incredible impact, and have an amazing marriage, and be an amazing mom, mm-hmm. and, you know, like, yeah. do all the things? I believe it is 100% possible. May I share with you all, discipline is number 34 in my strength finder strengths. Me too. Mm. High five. Hey. <laughs> We're not disciplined people over here. No, we are not. But again, I, 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 I only share whole, that. I set everything up here. Okay. It's 10 for me. I set everything up. I did the test. That's why I married The you. audio test. That's why I'm so We're paranoid just fun. about We're the audio. We're just having fun all day, every it's okay, day. okay. Yeah. Like my, my strengths can complement your lesser themes. We just want to have everything. fun all day, every day. <laughs> mm. But my point in sharing that is that I really believe if I can do it with my lack of discipline and arguably a chaotic life sometimes Mm -hmm. with a lot of children and different factors. I just argue if I can do it with my lack of discipline 
anybody can do mm. it. Lisa, you have the why that makes you cry. We just saw it. I, I know. Mean, and that's it's the, the thing. Best. Like, it's so when you have the why that makes you cry. I mean, w- discipline. All it means is that you you kind of t- like that. That's a talent where you tend to build processes, right? That's really what it's saying. It doesn't mean that you lack the ability to kind of harness mm. yourself to make difficult decisions or make sacrifices or mm-hmm. or even follow kind of like a, a plan of life, but it's anybody even the person that's number one in discipline like hannah we're, we're, we're talking about strengths finders you st- if you guys don't know like you still yeah. need to have that powerful why or else it becomes a talent that is that's not it's it inward on itself it's become something self-serving versus something that's externally focused amen which is it, it, it that's always going to be a vicious side of your talent showing up versus the outward expressions mature self-gift um so yeah can I say something? And I think it kind of goes off of your your vision, your image mm. that you want. Something that, as as I've been listening, something that w- was really helpful for me with the money talk, because this might be the first time a lot of people are hearing Catholics talk about money mm. this way. Mm. Um, so I, I encourage people just to pray with this, do your own work on it, even just get curious about your thoughts about it. But something that helps me right out of the gate was this concept that money might just be neutral, a neutral resource. And the measurement of money actually measures the amount of value you are creating for the world. Yeah. You coached me in this and Mm -hmm. that was a, and I've offered this to my clients. Mm. What if the accumulation of that number like what if when you open your Stripe or you open whatever it is on the mm-hmm. internet that shows you where your all money is, your bank account, what if that number climbing is indicative of the number of families and lives you have impacted? Yeah. And that has been a hugely motivational thing for my clients. Hugely motivational for me mm-hmm. and hugely motivational for my clients. It's so important. And I know we have some people that are listening and we're saying, but but what if it means that you're the opposite? What if it means like that's that's where like money is becoming your God all the more and you're looking at your mm-hmm. bank account and it's just like, folks, you could choose to look at it that way. You can. And you're the only one who can answer that. Yeah. Honestly. Like, ex- exactly. Yeah. It's not It's not like this. that's the only reality. Sure, mm-hmm. there can be some perspective. I'm sure we can find some evidence of people that are obsessed with looking at their bank account because they have this mm-hmm. association that money is going to solve all their problems or it's going to be tied to their identity and their self-worth and things like that. But but it doesn't that, that's all a perspective that is changeable. Like you, you yes. you're not locked into that sort of Those that's are not rea- that's not yeah. a reality. That's a reality like it's it is your your perceptions here. You can you can have the same exact circumstance, same exact bank account, same exact business model, and you can be going about it in a very vicious way that leads to ungodly self reliance mm-hmm. and and vanity and, uh, and 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 pride, or same exact situation where it's leading you to, to a greater detachment, a greater generosity, a greater contribution, um, uh, like a greater AMDG. It's the story of the stewards. Right? Like the good yeah. steward in the bed. Like, what does he say to the steward who goes and buries mm-hmm. the talent? Ooh, I don't want to hear it. it like, hear you wicked and lazy servant. What? Like, talk about fighting words. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, dang, this is like really intense. Like, that's kind of an intense reaction. He casts <laughs> them out in the gnashing of teeth. <laughs> <laughs> that's so. <laughs> 
always the image I get where they're just like. Anyway, weird. And the fight fight can be fun. I think that's another thing that I've really like, Aaron, you've really helped me with in, in my coaching with you is that it can be really fun. Yes. Like what if this pursuit of your personal vocation, what if the pursuit of, Mm. of creating value for others, I am very motivated by fun. Not everyone is me too, of course, Mm -hmm. but I just like, what if it can be really fun? Mm -hmm. And it is fun if you actually start asking that question and you give yourself that option to go find the answer. Like, what if you could do what God has like endowed on you in the greatest gifts that he's like, Lisa, you are the only person who can do this thing. Like, I have given you this unique call. What if you stepping into that unique call actually could make money for your family and and provide for your family? What if that was an option? I know that's my reality right now, and Mm -hmm. I am super grateful for that. And we just kind of want to invite you guys all into that possibility. I hope this is the kind of podcast that if you struggle with discouragement, I struggle with discouragement more than I care to admit (laughs) on a daily basis, like to be very frank. Like Mm. I just, even like getting in the car, like coming here, I can have a lot of thoughts about like, you're fraudulent. Like you, you haven't done this. You haven't done that. Whatever. Right. You slammed your phone in your car door. I slammed my car, my phone (laughs) in my car door. It is smashed to smithereens. Anyway, but like, I really hope this is the kind of podcast that you can put in your earbuds or you can watch on YouTube and be encouraged because another thing that you guys have really given me is what is the alternative? Mm. So let's say you're like, it's too hard to build a business. Let's say, nope making money is going to draw me from growth and virtue, whatever it is. What's the alternative? Mm-hmm. You stay stuck. You stay without the ability to send your kids to the school you want them to. Mm-hmm. You stay, I don't know, whatever. In confusion. Like, yes. And yes. maybe not feeling fulfilled or mm-hmm. maybe feeling like there's, there's more, like I know there's more. Yes. Whatever that is for you, that is an alternative that pulls me out of discouragement really quickly. Mm. Like, so when I think, what's the alternative? Okay, well, I could just stay insular, not help anybody with my gifts, not impact the world. And then I'm kind of just like, that doesn't sound like fun at all. Yeah, <laughs> Jordan Peterson. terrible. Jordan Peterson says, choose your damn suffering. Yeah. Like, you're going like, to suffer for the things that you love or you're going to suffer because you're not pursuing the things that you love. But either way, you're going to suffer. Amen. So which way do you want to suffer? You want to be one that's fruitful or yeah. one that is that is barren? And I, I will I will mm. share. I've had a lot of loss this year. I, I had a, a financial disappointment in my business. Mm-hmm. I've obviously uh, lost a baby. Um, but it's interesting. We just celebrated our 15th wedding anniversary. And mm. my husband was like, if you could repeat one year again and again and again, which one would it be? And I was like, honestly, it would be this last one. Mm. As much as it has been full of just straight up challenges, the intimacy I feel with the Lord Mm. is just not, um, it's worth repeating. Yeah. It's very challenging. But again, I I guess the dichotomy I'm trying to illustrate here is choose your struggle, choose your hard. Mm -hmm. You can either, it can be hard and almost worthless or pointless, like of no lacking meaning. Exactly. Or Mm. it can be, um, I guess, redemptive. It can be for the benefit of others, mm-hmm. like to bear fruit for others. Mm-hmm. And I, again, I don't do, I, don't, I definitely don't do it perfectly over here, but that's like, that's the, that's the flag I'm planting firmly in the sand. Mm. Wow. That's so, yeah. I, I was actually just journaling on this this morning. Actually, it was kind of like, I will not let tension or discomfort 
or and this is me my will like i'm willing this i will not let tension or discomfort um like be experienced without meaning because mm-hmm. i know how to like i know how to unite my pain to the lord i can't say i don't know how to do that and it's just kind of being like telling him about it and just and running to him and falling into his arms so i'm like i know how to do this so i can't tell myself that but i will not let this this suffering go without meaning or go without redemption here which is like such an awesome choice to make ahead of time. Mm. <laughs> and I'm calling you guys both on to remind me of that. Um, Lisa, finally, I want to ask you two questions. And that is, well, actually, I want to ask you, because you went through a coach training. I did. Could you briefly just talk about your experience um, and and what, how you, if you grew out of it, if you, like, if you didn't, whatever. Mm-hmm. I am now a very efficient coach. So it's really interesting because I started Wealth Without Guilt October of 2021. And at time of recording, this is December 2022. So Mm. I have now coached every single Monday Wealth Without Guilt for whatever number of weeks is that, over 52. Mm. Like, Mm -hmm. what is that, like 60 something, right? And you could go back to my first ones in 2021 and I can get through maybe two people Mm. in an hour. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. now I can get through like four or five like it's I'm an efficient coach I can get to the heart of a thought and then unravel what that is really like tied up in Mm -hmm. and very efficiently with the skills that I've learned the tools that Mm -hmm. I've learned Um, I also know how to invite the Holy Spirit and invite Jesus into a very specific particular like situation and so yeah I've, I've become a very efficient coach which allows me to be honest I feel pretty confident too Mm. So like, I don't have the drama anymore of, can I really help people? I have a lot of evidence of how I can help people. Mm. Yeah. It's not a program anymore. Like literally you become the product Mm -hmm. with that. And like Mm -hmm. that efficiency is something that like being able to knock out five people versus two people or one people in an hour. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's like, that's a big value because it's not, whenever it's a group coaching, it's there's everybody else is getting coached in the process. Yeah. Right. But there is, but to be able to have that specific connection with five people now, Mm -hmm. I mean, I imagine that that's, that's translated over into the impact of your clients. Can you speak to that at all? Oh yeah. They're making money. (laughs) All right. (laughs) They're going out and doing the thing. Mm. They're, they're, they're um, working on the exact things that I'm working on, like mm. the discouragement and the feeling like fraud and all those kinds of things. So what's the difference? Because you always gave strategy. You always gave the consulting, yeah. but now you're doing the mindset coaching. How is that moving from kind of the heavy consulting, do this, yeah. to the mindset coaching? How has it shifted for your clients? What's they, the change? They move. This is the thing that I was sort of challenged by in the beginning of my coaching career. I would literally be like, here is the curtain. I'm peeling back the curtain completely on how I've run my business. Go do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, why aren't y'all doing it? (laughs) (laughs) Crickets. Hello. (laughs) And then I realized, oh, because you're having thoughts that are leading you to inactivity or Mm -hmm. are leading you to discouragement and despair. all the things you're Mm -hmm. having thoughts and so then when i realized i can coach people now in how they think about the activities Mm. how they think about the playbook how they think about hosting a webinar starting a podcast all the things get that undone and now we take action so it's very important Mm. i I keep thinking about you were kind of like the inspiration for a couple of these from our coach our coach yes i love it quiz me laugh really hard our coach quiz um, where you are a commander visionary, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Has taken, like, 
like because we've taken this like i we've been having these conversations with people other coaches who've taken it and they're like i now feel permission to Mm -hmm. be myself yeah so how has that changed has that colored anything my clients can attest to this so i scored very high commander which is like i just want to tell you exactly what to do Mm -hmm. like here are the steps i don't care if it's uncomfortable and i'm just going to tell you Mm -hmm. and then visionary so so paired with it i can see the Mm -hmm. future so to speak Mm -hmm. like of what will happen if you do exactly what I tell you. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> mindset, mindset. Do you need coaching right now? <laughs> you know what I learned that th- this was fascinating. So a, a friend of mine who was, there's there's another assessment that's called APEST mm-hmm. and it's built on, I think it, Ephesians 4, I think it's where, it comes, where it's a, a, a apostle, some are apostles, some are prophets, some are evangelists, some are mm-hmm. shepherds, some are teachers, the APEST. And so there's these five different like types or like the what you show up as and when he listened to our podcast on mm-hmm. the c- different coach t- types he said they are near mirrors Ooh. like they're and near we didn't mirrors even know of, about of what this we see that's, in Ooh, that's so cool that's the holy spirit so it's such a holy spirit it's moment so, like, that's, that's so amazing awesome. but what it has allowed me now in my coaching is i will just say do i have your permission for full-on commander to come out amen and then the clients are like yes <laughs> And then I just let it out. And it probably helps them. Like yes. Yes. Oh, command me, Lord. Oh, Matt's just quoting a random movie that probably none of you have Ghostbusters too. ever <laughs> seen. It's mainstream. It was a big one. It was a mainstream one. I did like that one. Okay. So um, like it was like. So anyway, Return so they go, something. okay, commander. One of my favorite things about coaching you. Oh, what? Is it pulls the commander out of me, which is like three or four on my on my list of mm, it, summon it's it like i'm like okay lisa <laughs> needs the commander and so it stretches me as a coach mm. and then you're like okay i'll do it and i'm like oh all right no pushback and that's kind of how i marty how even I marty even shared the other day he's like not commander but At he all. was coaching yeah. somebody that was high choleric and he just said I stepped into commander and it changed the entire coaching session. Mm. So it's like all of these things are accessible, yeah. yes. but it's just kind of like, okay, I'm it's an integration this out of my yeah. tool chest. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So back to coaching, mm-hmm. what would you say? This is my final question for you. And then Matt, we can kind of, you know, if you have any more after well, this, thank you. Yeah. Um, what would you say to Catholics who are skeptic, skeptic, skeptical? Bitty, That's bitty, the word. Bitty. Skeptical. That's it. I, I want to say skeptical. <laughs> like, like I'm not. What would you say about Catholics? That are skeptics about coaching. There you go. <laughs> like in general, like in any context. Yeah, like somebody's like, I mean, what? You're a Catholic coach, like, and like, like, why should I get coaching? Let's say somebody comes to you like that. What do you have to lose? That's one. That was my initial response is what do you have to lose? Like literally mm-hmm. what your do you faith, have to lose? Your faith. Like that. <laughs> Matt's no, I, playing no I'm like, advocate. I'm playing devil's advocate. Like, I think that may be a thought like uh, lead me. Don't lead me astray. I think mm. that is one of the greatest fears that I've heard mm-hmm. from Catholics. There's a, where the skepticism is coming in yeah. is the perception or their image that they have of coaching is what they've seen in the secular world. And then they have words like woo-woo. That's just woo-woo, which is kind of like, all right, there's new something age. that is a bit new agey, mm-hmm. that, is, that is off. It's, it's lacking reason, self-indulgent. It's, it's, so it's, yeah, I, I think that's kind of the, how some, like, some Catholics re- respond. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would literally say, are you dumb? 
<laughs> and and here's why Commander. Here, here's right. the here's Commander. the here's where I'll go with it is like <laughs> do you not trust that you have some ability to use your intellect and your reason mm-hmm. to kind of like ascertain if you're being led astray mm. that's mm. what mm. I would say you know I mean it's an important thing I'm not trying to say it's not an important point you're making mm-hmm. but at the same time like I don't I don't offer catechesis when I'm coaching like yeah. it's very different. And I think that can be a bit of a confusion. It's like, I'm not, I'm not, sometimes I'm opening the catechism, but more mm-hmm. often I'm allowing somebody to remove an obstacle mm-hmm. that is keeping them from the Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you've been trained in that, yeah. in that ability. Yes. Like that, that is a skill. That's a trade that you've developed. I have a lot of hours yes. of doing it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, just to answer your question, you would bit, call them bit, an idiot? A bit, no, ki- a bit kinder, kidding. a bit kinder. <laughs> it's just like, be aware, mm-hmm. you know, trust that you have some agency to be aware. That God has given to you. Yeah. Like this isn't and that something, you need you're to not usurping well. mm-hmm. something from God. Mm-hmm. Like the fact, we were, we were talking about this and to nerd out a little bit, like, but human beings are the only like body on the planet that has a spiritual soul. Mm-hmm. And I mean, animals have a soul, plants have a soul, any living body has a soul, mm-hmm. but our soul is particularly spiritual, which means that it has a rational capacity. Like the angels. Like the angels do. Yeah. So angels are pure spirit, but they don't have a soul because they don't have a body. But the soul is the animating principle of the body, mm-hmm. but angels ha- are spirit. And we are the only creature that has both a body and a soul that is spiritual. That's Mm -hmm. a big distinction. And so why is that important? Because everything you just said, like God has gifted us with agency to be able to reason. Mm -hmm. And for you to say that I'm not going to go this way because I am am suspicious of my lack of ability to, to reason, Folks, it's like you're, you're taking your God-given gift of your reason. You're bearing it at, mm-hmm. the, at that point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I have, a, I have a similar story, and I think I've shared it on the podcast before. I remember discerning going to the life coach school mm. and having a hard time with it because I was like, I know that they're like a really great school, and I know that they're like efficient. And this was like a couple of years ago. Um, can't really speak for it now. I'm not going to the training now. So, but I remember praying to the Lord and just being like, Lord, should I do this? Like, will it be immoral? And just going through like some of the questions of like discernment, like, am is this an immoral decision? And the Lord, like, I, I feel like very clearly spoke to me, like, yes, you will be required to cling to me more mm. and use your discernment and use your intellect and use your will. Yes. And are you willing to do that? And I was like, okay, yeah. I can do that. Like it was, it was kind of this inviting in like, yes, you will be required to do this. And this is actually what we invite all of our coach coach ease into. It's like, yes, I want you to be using your mind. I want you to be asking me these questions. I want you to be kind of like a skeptic, but not into the point where it's actually keeping you from joining, right. Mm -hmm. Or keeping you from moving forward and growing. So it's like, really like, yeah, permission to be to think for yourself please this is this is one of the things that we want you to do yes (laughs) yeah absolutely oh my goodness yes 
So that is my final question. Matt, do you have any others? No, I, I mean, it's it's just like, Lisa, what's next? Yeah, what's next? What's oh, next? Oh, yeah, you are kind of launching something tonight. Oh, I am. At time of recording. I can't forget that. I'm launching new ways that people can work with me. I'm launching the Motherhood Without Guilt Academy and the Wealth Without Guilt Academy. Ooh, I love the Academy. So I want people to be able, even just for one month, come and try it on. Amen. Don't let finances be the impediment to your business growth. I can't tell you how many people I talk to who are like, I really need coaching, but I just don't have $2,000 in my business. Mm -hmm. So I really wanted to offer people a viable way that they can work with me um, and get really good business coaching and get really good motherhood life coaching in a completely Catholic context. So the Motherhood Without Guilt Academy, Wealth Without Guilt Academy are launching. And the other thing that we're launching is a charity. My husband and I are very passionate about helping couples Catholic couples who experience mental illness in their marriage. So one of the spouses or maybe both even have mm. some kind of diagnosed mental illness. My husband has struggled in the past with um, uh, clinical depression and clinical anxiety. And with my coach training, I've realized that there are some very efficient ways that we can help couples who are in very stressed mm. um, periods. When you first get that diagnosis, there are so many thoughts. Mm -hmm. Is this mm -hmm. my marriage forever? Mm -hmm. Am I now a single parent? Um, there's even there's thoughts even around grief and loss. Like there's so many thoughts. Of course, of course, yeah. And these thoughts can be really detrimental to, mm -hmm. to, to a marriage. To yeah. a marriage. And it took us like a good three years, even more, maybe even five, to kind of like understand. Well, what is mental illness? What are helpful thoughts in a marriage? Mm -hmm. And this was long before my coach training. And so we are launching a charity because we really want to make it possible for anyone at any time to jump in and get coached. Mm. Oh, that's so mm -hmm. beautiful. Mm -hmm. That's what I, I'm most excited about that. I'm pretty excited too. For I just you guys. learned about it. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah no, that's, I, that's amazing. we were joking back and forth, like kind of on your niche because you're like money you're, like your money business, mommy mm -hmm. coach. I'm like, let's add marriage in there. Like the three M's. Yeah. Marriage, money, and mommy, 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 <laughs> mommy coach. <laughs> yes. Um, but I love that so much. Now, just to be clear, you are not counseling. No. You are coaching the couple. You're coaching the the other spouse. Maybe how to deal. I have a heart for mm -hmm. the husband or wife who is not diagnosed. Yes. So they are now. And, and let's just be very honest, like when you're first diagnosed, you are likely all of a sudden solo parenting for people who are parenting. Mm. Like you're, you're, whether your spouse was hospitalized or mm -hmm. your spouse is in bed all day or whatever, there, the, I meet a lot of couples who are in that very crisis mm -hmm. kind of mode and you need thoughts that are going to help you in that mm -hmm. period mm -hmm. to just like sustain yourself and then we need thoughts that are going to help with like a plan that of course are going to involve um, mental health professionals like mm -hmm. so so it's for me I'm really passionate about the person who has to kind of hold the ship mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for like a period and then we can involve others obviously in the plan um, moving forward but yeah wow. there, there will be support of course my husband will also support those who are with the diagnosis um, but really we wanted it to be like a two for one deal. Like it's the marriage. It's not just the person who's supporting. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's both. Yeah. Wow. 
Wow. Okay. So how, how do they, how, how does somebody contribute to somebody? How does somebody learn more about that? All of my links are on my Instagram at Lisa Canning. So mm-hmm. come and join the party over at, on my Instagram at Lisa Canning. And then very soon we'll have a web presence for all of this. My website is lisacanning.ca, but join the party on Instagram. That's kind of where it's all happening in real time. And real Canning life, is real time party. C-A-N-N-I-N-G. Correct. Lisa Canning. I love it so much. I just love to see, I, I can't wait to see the impact. Me that, too. That this ministry is like, what a beautiful corner of, of our church that has kind of been forgotten about or people go, I don't, I don't know how to help it. Or mm-hmm. there's only this one segment that can help and nobody else can. And I just, I love it. Well, I, I, love, I love it. I, I see the hope too. And in, in, in your comments earlier about like, if, if I could repeat one year, what would it be? And it'd be this year. Mm. And this is also the year, the year where you, you've experienced some, some pretty intense suffering and, and trials and, and just the hope that that can bring to a, a, a married couple that is experiencing the intense trial of mental illness. I mean, the way that you, you say it now, it's like you look at it and you see it as gift. Mm. What if that was, what if that was possible for everybody? to mm-hmm. see any trial that's going on in their marriage, whether it's somebody dealing with addiction, somebody that's dealing with, mm-hmm. with some of these other diagnoses that you're telling, talking about, somebody's dealing with a porn problem. Like if there was a way for that to actually, at some point, maybe not in the middle here, it's not mm-hmm. like you just pivot to this, but if there was hope that one day you might see that as a gift and because it, because it was the, uh, the vehicle that brought you to that intimate encounter with Christ. Hope, hope never disappoints. Yeah. It's like all over scripture. Mm. Yes. It's like remarkable actually how much hope is written in scripture. And so mm-hmm. possibility mom, that's really like the cornerstone is, is hope for me. Mm. Beautiful. Uh, I love you guys so much. I don't want to end. I know. I this is like so keep going I'm going to ask you one final question. Yeah, okay. Right. The legacy you want to leave the world when oh. you leave this place. Just and you a small go, question. Just a small question. <laughs> I hope you sing as the response to um, this. Or play the violin. Yeah. Oh my gosh. If you tuned it. You've put me on the spot. You're never going to let me live that down. My untuned violin. This one time that I brought my violin to this thing and it wasn't tuned. And so I didn't want to play an untuned violin. That's okay. The legacy I want to leave, uh, to be honest. So my initial thing was like, I really want to help Catholics make money. But really at the heart of everything I do, like mm-hmm. really at the heart is to find hope in all circumstances because that's the, that's the through line, like Mm. that there's hope in business, that Mm -hmm. there's hope in your motherhood and there's hope in your marriage if it is impacted by something like mental illness. So just, you can find hope in all circumstances. St. Paul. You do it well, Lisa. Yeah. I love you guys. Oh, I love Love you, Lisa. Lisa. I love this table. I love this. I love this group hug. group (laughs) hug. Ingold sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, folks, thanks so much for being with us on the Catholic Coaching Podcast. And and, uh, I guess, again, you can check out Lisa over at uh, Lisa Canning. At Lisa Canning. At Lisa Canning. At Lisa Canning for for Instagram, which is really like, that's your main, Mm -hmm. your main hub. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so check her out with all the, all that great stuff over on Instagram. And, uh, I don't know. I don't really want to, I don't really want to plug any of our other work right yes. now. Like this is go like check Lisa. out Lisa. Go check out Lisa. <laughs> Period. Uh, we will even put it in the show notes. I promise. I promise. It'll this be time we will. All right. <laughs> All right. Bye guys. guys. God bless. Hey guys, if you liked what you learned here today, 
consider joining our academy where you can take all these tools and learn how to apply them to your life. Supremely practical stuff and you get coached along the way in the process. You are not by yourself. We hope to see you in there.